you want to hear a story about a brave engineer. Casey Jones was the rounder's name, and a six-eight wheeler boy he won his fame. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Tracks Through Time. I am your host and Freightways. Deputy Editor Brielle Jekyll, and I'm here to tell you about some of the most interesting stories throughout history in transportation and freight. And as always, I am here with Mary O'Connell, who is our fellow Freightways TV host. And today we are talking about the true story of Casey Jones. I am excited about this because I don't think I know the story of Casey Jones, or if I do know the story of Casey Jones, I don't remember that I know the story of Casey Jones. Well, you do know the song. I mean, there's a lot of songs, but there's one in particular, Grateful Dead. You know, Casey Jones, you better watch your speed. No? Doesn't ring a bell? I'm going to have to edit this out because I don't don't want you to get torn apart in the comments. No, it's okay. I know that I am. Okay, so here's the thing about me and music is that I, if I hear the song, and I've heard it before, I will remember that I've heard it before. But if you name like an artist or a song and are just like, oh, yeah, this is played by this person, there's a 99% chance that my brain's just like sick words, bro. Don't if know. For copyright reasons, I can't actually play this on the show. But we're going <laughs> to take a break and we'll be right back. <laughs> okay, so apparently I'm the one in the wrong after pulling a couple other people our age and they don't know it either. So... I don't know. See, look, I I know I know there's a big Grateful Dead following out there. I just know that it's never like it was never on growing up in the house. And like it was never something that I listened to on my own. Now, if we're talking like, you know, I was convinced until the age of like 12 that my mom's car only got the Beatles and Garth Brooks. So, you know, it seems like <laughs> that would fit right in there. I don't. OK, listen, we're not 12, guys. We promise where we are in our 30s. Um, we are, we are worldly people. We just missed out on this one, I guess. (laughs) All right. Anyway. So, so the song is, was at some point a instant classic that many people would recognize, but not anymore, I guess. And do not use me, do not use me as your gauge for musical, like barometer-ness. Like there is a lot of music that I think everyone should know, and I'm definitely like in the minority of. So, I I see you, Grateful Dead, and maybe I'll be listening to Casey. Yeah, Jones you knew later all today. the other songs. We had a nice little uh, Grateful Dead break, and you knew other songs, but not Casey Jones. <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> um, and apparently, Casey Jones is the name of a character in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. So, didn't know that either. I did so. not know that either. So let's we'll. We'll stick to the real Casey Jones because um, everyone knows, well, some people know the line, Casey Jones, you better watch your speed, which is a line from uh, the Casey Jones titled song by the Grateful Dead. And it might be iconic, but it's actually more fun than fictional. The real story, it was based on a true story, and it's not exactly accurate. This is more of a hero story than... Um, some of the way they described this man in the song. <laughs> um, hey, so- I feel like it's, I feel like I, everybody loves a good hero story. Um, I mean, we had the lady who went and like saved a whole bunch of people with the train, like heroes mm-hmm. and trains. It just goes, it just goes together like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. So this is very similar to that. Um, it's, it's definitely a heroic tale. It's a folk hero so and it wasn't just 
you know, this song, there's been this song came from years and years and years of this song story, this story being told and also different songs being made from it. Um, but basically this year, this past year, 2023 would have been Casey Jones's uh, 159th birthday. Uh, but his life was cut short at 37 in a railroad crash. And the famous accident eventually made him the folk hero that we've been talking about today. Um, and, inc- and so, like I said, there's been so many stories told about him. There's been so many ballads written and one even from Johnny Cash um, on top of, you know, the Grateful Dead and uh, just iconic person in history because the story is so fun. Well, sad. So John Luther Jones got the nickname Casey from his roots in Casey, Kentucky. So he spent most of his childhood there and he began his career in the industry, in the rail industry, as a telegrapher at Mobile and Ohio Railroad at 15 years old. Um, In 1884, he was promoted to flagman and moved to Jackson, Tennessee, where he met his wife, uh, known as Janie, Janie Brady, with whom he had two sons and a daughter. He moved up the ranks during the heyday of the railroad and he eventually secured a job as an engineer at Illinois Central Railroad. It was while he held this position is when he died on April 30th in 1900 and all in an act of self-sacrifice. Legend has it he really enjoyed the speed of the rails and he was an aficionado of the whistle. So on this particular day, he was operating the train at really, really high speeds to make up for lost time something he had a reputation for. He was totally known for, you know, his ability to keep trains on schedule, even if it sometimes was at a dangerous speed. Like he was known as that. Casey Jones is definitely known as a speed demon, which is where a lot of the song lyrics come from. I really wish that Casey Jones was alive when Google Maps was invented, because I feel like if it was, I feel like every time he'd go out on Google Maps, it'd be a challenge to see if he could beat it. Um, and I would personally love to hear stories of that. I like yeah, Google Maps that it was going to take me 17 minutes. I got there at 11. Yeah, he would totally be that person that's always trying to beat that. Um, so <laughs> um, unfortunately for him, in a last minute decision, he volunteered to cover for a sick coworker, um, which put him on a double shift. And he was headed southbound on engine 382, along with company fireman, fireman. Uh, Sam Webb with numerous passengers on board and they were an hour and a half behind but of course Casey Jones was determined to make it on schedule and he pushed the train to almost 100 miles per hour in the year 1900 so it's a little different than going 100 miles per hour today. Turning into Vaughn Mississippi the fireman Sam Webb he spotted a freight train stalled on the tracks ahead and he called out a warning to the engineer it was Jones. Uh, Jones made his final move then, which would go down in history. He told Webb to abandon the train completely and Casey would Casey Jones would stay on. And he used his strength to keep one hand on the brake and the other on the whistle to warn others ahead. They The trains ended up colliding as Jones attempted to hold on to the brake. The damage to both trains was so severe. However, everyone survived except for Casey Jones. He died from a throat laceration and he was still clinging to the brake and whistle after he died. Yeah. It is likely that this decision 
to remain on the train saves the life of, lives of everyone else on board. So just he just had his hand on the brake and his hand on the whistle to just make sure that everyone knew and could get out of the way as much as they could and then slow the train down as as much as he could as well. But unfortunately, they crashed anyway. Luckily, everyone else was okay except for Casey Jones. Um, the heroism of Casey Jones might not be as well known today, if not for a morning coworker on the Illinois Central Railroad. Engine wiper Wallace Saunders wrote the folk song, The Ballad of Casey Jones, not long after the accident. The song was performed by so many others and sold to vaudeville artists and different versions came about throughout history, like I said, with Johnny Cash as being one of the most closest in historical accuracy, actually, uh, in terms of facts to the actual ballad uh, in recorded modern music. I just I honestly cannot fathom like just gripping onto a break for as long as you could but also like if he was going the normal speed would he still be able to stop like that's the thing like even if he was going slower would he be able to stop yeah, and like it, you know not die it was be- it was because he was going so fast for sure um but hey he's he did it he saved those done lives in by his <laughs> Done in by his own hubris, but we do love, yeah. we do love the fact that he saved a bunch of people. Which I know I couldn't fathom having to make that type of decision, but good for him. I know I, I can't. And same thing, yeah. It's just like the the idea of just holding on for dear life, and then knowing I don't know, it's crazy. But he had, and he was he was very very talented engineer. Um, so not only because he he was known for going fast, but doing it well. Um, so, uh, while the Grateful Dead's Casey Jones is, is super well-known piece of American history, like I said, it's not the version of the original, original ballad and it's historically, historically inaccurate. One of the major plot point differences of the song is that Casey Jones was apparently on drugs at the time. He wasn't, he just loved the idea of going fast and so that translated into speed throughout the years which translated to drugs over the years but um according to jones's widow the ballad included uh inaccuracies as well so like the original ballad that his co-worker wrote that also was inaccurate a little bit um not as such as saying that he was on drugs when he wasn't <laughs> i think it's unfair um, i think if if casey jones had made it to you know like the 2000s or like the 2010s uh he would absolutely love the talladega nights the ballad of ricky bobby where if he ain't first you're last yeah <laughs> for sure i'm just imagining ricky bobby being like if you ain't first you're last. <laughs> all right well so and and an unflattering line in a later version of the folk ballad also painted her the wife as unfaithful which is also really not fair. So Casey Jones sacrificed his own life and now people are writing songs about him doing drugs, her being unfaithful and all this stuff when really he saved his life to, or when he sacrificed his life to save people. Um, it's said that Casey Jones's children shouldn't cry. Oh, this is one of the lines in the song is that they shouldn't cry because they had another papa on the Salt Lake line. That was the line in the ballad. That's uncomfortable. Mean. Yeah. Uh, she became adamant about keeping the record of Jones himself 
himself and the sto- and his story straight. So in 1928, she went as far as filing a lawsuit against a movie studio that tried to make a film about Casey Jones without her involvement or permission. She often spoke out against articles misrepresenting any detail of her husband's narrative. And also, Time magazine had noted that she had written a letter letter to its editor in regard to an article that had misidentified the number of the train he was on. She warned the publication never to write about Casey Jones again. I guess she had been so burned by all these people just writing that she was unfaithful and other things that she was like, no, even the number needs to be right. And I I, I Look, feel her on that. I 100% support her cause. Like, if I if, if I have to deal with, like, you know, the loss of my husband who sacrificed himself to save other people and everyone was like, you know, saying he did drugs, saying that I was unfaithful, I would spend the rest of my life tearing them down. Like, yeah. Done. That's an easy yes. I feel for her for sure. <laughs> Um, she died in, sorry, I lost it. She, she died at the age of 92 in 1958 and she never remarried. And uh, yeah, I guess that was just her life's work. Just making sure that the story I mean, I was guess ac- accurately represented, of, which didn't. Yeah. I would also assume that if a bunch of songs and ballads and articles had said that I had cheated on my husband, I probably wouldn't remarry either. Um, if I, especially if I spent the rest of my life trying to make sure that like, you know, like his legacy was lived on right. and, li- and like lived correctly. Like, of course I wouldn't remarry. That's just asking. It's like signing up and putting a target on your back. Right. I totally agree. Um, but yeah, that's the story of Casey Jones, much different than we actually know or than what we actually remember. But he was actually a hero. I like it. I am here for a train hero, um, mostly because I'm very fascinated by trains. But like every medical show, crime show, you name it, has a train accident. Like it has a train derailment accident from like all the way from like Grey's Anatomy to Bones. Like everyone has a train thing. So I have a very healthy respect and fear of trains, but I also find them very fascinating. Um, so I just, any 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 good stories that come out of trains, I'm pretty happy about. Even though I guess this technically is not a win for derailments and accidents, but a win for everyone surviving. Right. <laughs> yeah, I had to actually like cut back on classics articles that were about trains because there were so many train disasters happening and then like the last you know year or two there's been so many train problems it's crazy look i'm not even going to get into the 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 what we can do to help our trains i'm not going to get into that because we don't have seven hours to go into that today so and this is uh, not that podcast it's not it's not that it's not that this is not that type of show you know it's not that type this is not the not the vibe for today um but yeah so you know, just be nice to your train conductors. The vibe is fun train facts, though, if you have those. Hey, girl, <laughs> you know I got some fun train facts. Oh, I didn't even do my hair flip properly. Get it together. Um. So do you know when they started? Do you know, by chance, when they started using diesel trains? No. Instead of, like, steam engines? I have an idea, but I'm not going to say it. Go on. 1940. And like between the 40s I was and close. the 60s, I was close. Um, I was those say 30s. were actually preferred over steam engines once they like got into like I don't, don't want to say publication, like 
what's that what's that word of like when they, once they got into use production thank you um <laughs> once they got into production um they were actually able to perform better for a longer period of time. So naturally it kind of became an easy switch to switch them out for steam trains. Um, but do you know what the longest train trip in the world is? It's, it's I'll tell you, it takes 12 days to complete. Snowpiercer. No, okay, look, Snowpiercer is an amazing movie. Um, I've never seen any version of it or the show. Okay, I... Didn't, I don't think I knew there was a show, but I saw the movie with oh, yeah. uh, Chris Evans. And mm-hmm. um, it's, it's I mean, you know, it's solid. Um, and I know some people don't like it, but I enjoyed it. But uh, I don't think this has anything to actually, I don't think this route has anything to do with Snowpiercer, although it has been a minute since I've seen Snowpiercer, so I could be wrong. Well, you but, can just read our summary of it on our top train movies article. There you go. There you go. Uh, you, you can find on fretways.com. Um, but the longest train route is actually, um, from Portugal, like it starts in Portugal and travels all the way to Vietnam. So like it goes from Europe to Asia. It is 10,056 miles long. It takes about 12 days to complete. Yeah, I don't, I, that, that's just the longest train and the train ride in the world. Um, I don't think it's a, like, I would assume it's not like a passenger car. I would assume it's more like cargo, but I'm sure there might be like a passenger aspect to it. But I think I'd lose my mind if I had to stay on a train for 12 days. Cause I like those, I like the idea of those, like you take a train up the Western coast and like you have the beautiful overlook thing and it looks great. However, having rode Amtrak a few times, like when you stop, Unless you're stopping in a major city, you're not stopping for very long. You're stopping for like two minutes and then you have to keep going. But like when you stop in some of the bigger cities, sometimes you stop for like, you know, 30 minutes, but then you move on. So like you are on the train the whole time. It's not like you can get off and see things around. Like you have to stay on the train the whole time. And like, I just don't know that I'm that dedicated to this. This views. one is one is definitely a passenger train. It starts in Porto, which is... Yeah. Okay. It's gorgeous. It's I've seen this station before actually. I just didn't know it goes all the way to uh Vietnam. Vietnam. But I think there's a stop in Paris. Probably. I would assume there's quite a few stops between Portugal and Paris, Well, yeah, I know. Portugal and Vietnam. <laughs> cost cost two thousand dollars and two thousand sixteen. Oh my god. But that's, that's so, so expensive. For twelve days. Do you think you have to get your passport stamped at every, like, time you cross into a new country? Or, like, do you think it doesn't matter because you're just on the train? Well, Europe is a different ball game. I know. I just don't know. Like, well, because, like, by the time you go through, like, into Asia and everything, I don't know if you had to get, like, visas to enter our country I'm if sure. you're just on a train. I'm sure. Anyway, if, if anyone's done it, let us know. <laughs> and do you know where or do you know where the home of the fastest train casey jones would absolutely love to drive this train do you know where um the train is currently that is that's the fastest is it a maglev train in japan it is a maglev train in japan Ah! and it goes 603 kilometers per hour i don't know what that means in like american miles per hour but i'm gonna say really fast I'm going to say really, really fast. Um, 
and they want to increase. So like all of the engineers, I guess in the world, I don't know, like the people who decide how fast maglev trains can go, they want to increase the maximum speed to be able to go up to 800 kilometers per hour. So I want to, I wish we could book Casey Jones on one of these because he would love it. 600 kilometers is three, about 370 miles. How much is 800? I first of all, excuse me while I do the math in my head. (laughs) 497. Took a lot of which is um, a lot because I can't even fathom going that quickly or that quick. um, Because, like, I just I can't even fathom going that fast. Well, I've done the Acela Express from Boston to New York or vice versa. And that gets to like 130 something one and it was crazy i was just like you can't even see the like i can't even imagine miles an hour yeah. it's crazy and then the other other the last i guess the last fun fact because we are running a little bit out of time um brielle i know that you're a harry potter fan because of who you are as a person and because of the conversations that we've had you can ride the Hogwarts Express. Like you can ride the Hogwarts Express and you go through like the the the, the bridge in the scenic valleys that they do in the movie. You can do it in real life. Oh, that's cool. I thought you were going to say at Universal and I was like, that's harsh for you to bring up because you know for a fact that I just went to Universal uh, to the Wizarding World and that the Hogwarts Express was closed the entire week. I didn't get a chance to try it. Okay, well, I was thinking about the the, the real the train, real not train in real life. Like, you know, through the through. I, I almost said London, but let's be honest, that's not an entire country. It's just the United Kingdom. <laughs> Bucket list. Look, I just because I like it's the stone bridges, like the like the the stone under mm-hmm. those bridges. Because first of all, you know those bridges have been there forever. So like, how did they build them? Like, how did they build them that tall? Um, these are things that I would like the answers to. Yeah, but I don't. But anything can happen. Um, but yeah, so those are some train fun facts that I have for you today. Well, thank you so much. And I'm glad that we got to give Casey Jones a little leg up on his legacy that has been misrepresented that has been misrepresented throughout the years. Um, and that is the end of today's episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you so much, Mary, for your fun facts. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jake O'Brien to see what else we have going on at Freightwaves Classics. And you can email me at bjakel at freightwaves.com. What about you, Mary? You can find me on Twitter at Mario underscore 119 um, until someone tells me we're not using Twitter anymore, which I'm really hoping someone tells me sooner rather than later because it's it's not fun. Um, and <laughs> you can also find me on Freightwaves under fruitwaves.com slash check call and fruitwaves.com slash running on ice. And that's where you can... Bye, guys. Penny! No. I'm cocaine? <laughs>